0: Welcome to episode seven of Tales from the uh, Home, with myself BFG and my co-host Solo.
1: You sounded like you, doing, you hey? sounded like you forgot who I was. Then
0: it was who, who
1: was he? Who was he? Who was he? Um, um, yes, Solo.
0: <laughs> I haven't got that many friends to play with, so I can't, I can't do that.
1: No. <laughs> How are you doing? Well, after the stress of uh, not being able to get VC on uh, working and now we're on Skype, yeah, it was a bit uh, bit weird, that.
0: was a bit touch and go, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, you're just not kidding. So it's so like calming down now, just calm, everything's working, we are recording and yeah, good to go. Good to go yeah. for episode seven of Tales from the Home. I can't believe it's number seven already
0: yeah lucky seven Mm. (laughs) you wouldn't think so with the start we've
1: had (laughs) you you definitely wouldn't no gosh no 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 see the thing is though i mean it's like when you do live shows and things like that it's so like everyone sees this laughter and giggles and all all that and it's like they don't realize the panic and it's like oh this ain't going right, and the computer won't work right, and things like that. And then you are so like, as soon as you go live, you've got to be in that yeah, happy mood, and all that. lot it's, uh, it's fun.
0: After time, the laughter's nervous laughter, and we're all praying to whatever deities.
1: Oh, you're not Thank kidding! Thank
0: goodness we're there.
1: <laughs> oh God, you're not kidding. Uh, so, what we got on the show this week? Well, for those that caught, managed to catch. T-
0: uh, Oh, the home service last week, last Thursday, we uh, we ended up overrunning slightly, didn't we? <laughs> By yeah. about an hour. <laughs> yeah,
1: about an hour. It was a good, good show, enjoyed it.
0: But what it did do, it kicked off a lot of conversation about films that we'd like to see remade, that we didn't think should be remade. And that got us thinking. So we slightly Cheeky of us, I suppose, to, to nick the idea from our own show. Not nope. but uh, <laughs> We're we're gonna carry on with that one because I've actually managed to go out and Google food quite a bit. And uh, we can now give you some a much better idea about what's potentially in the
1: works. Hmm. And there's a there's a few surprises. Hmm. So we'll be talking, that's our main topic, and we'll be starting that in about half an hour. So it's all good. goo goo So we might as well kick off like we always do. What's on the buffet? Oh, the buffet, right. A
0: couple of pieces this week. So there's a re-drag with the IGVI uh, RDTA on top, Mm -hmm. and that's got... Nova Vapes Blue Raspberry, Ooh. which is, that is really so nice. Mm. I really must thank Rachel for recommending that one. Uh, the VK Flash, as per usual. And that has got another RDTA on. Uh, the, su- blimey. Nice. Oh, Turbo.
1: Oh, the Turbo. Oh, yes, uh, From... Um, who, who did that one? Was that um, Vaptio? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah, I, I reviewed that well back.
0: Yeah, I'll I tell you what. I'm really enjoying that. It's been a good, solid little flavour banger. A bit airy.
1: Mm. Isn't the Turbo, if I remember rightly, the Turbo's the one that you can either have it in RDA mode or RDTA mode?
0: Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Um, I haven't stripped it down to the RDA mode yet because in the RDTA, it's a big beast. Yeah. Yeah, it's a proper tower of an RDTA. Then we got the Cricket 2. Yeah, uh, With the recoil on top. Yay. <laughs> you love that. And in that, I've got the Nova Vapes Banana Milk, which has been a godsend this weekend. Mm-hmm. You know you get some vapes that are just like morphine
1: for the soul. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. you had one of them weekends, have you, kiddo? Oh
0: yeah, yes, yeah, it's been interesting to say the least. Mm.
1: And
0: I've got to show him this. I have the serviced blood axe that has been lovingly polished, caressed. Mm-hmm. Generally, stripped down to its uh, component parts, and in that, I'm finishing off the chai chai yon, which is the ice lemon tea, mm. and uh, that's from duty free. That has been the surprise of my last fortnight
1: because
0: mm. duty free packaging is nice. Mm. But I I wouldn't say it's premium packaging. Mm. So,
1: yeah. I think they're about an average uh, packaging. So, like, very, very similar to uh, generically most. uh, I don't like saying generic. It's not a very nice word, that really. But, yeah, they're sort of like the standard uh, packaging, I think, for uh, e liquids.
0: Yeah, it's it's just. You get used to these names, don't you? Like mm. sort of Raspberry Ripple and things that try and entice. And then there's Chai Yen. And I'm thinking, what on earth that? Mm. And it well,
1: got me I, thinking.
0: Well,
1: isn't uh, in the Duty Free designed so that there's uh, different countries? Yeah. So you've got like, uh, if I remember right, English Berry and things like that as well. And you've yeah, got and
0: Jamaican got... Banana and... Oh yeah, the banana, that's a nice one as mm. well. Mm. The um I think it's banana cool,
1: the Jamaica one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that or was is it, or is it actually called cool running or something like that into it? Uh, I don't know. I've not seen the latest mm. stuff. It might got. be banana cool, but mm. I think it's based on, you know, Cool Running the film. Oh yeah. It's, I tell you, that's a nice
0: juice. Mm. For, for an all day just Because, as I said, the banana milk uh, shake from Nova is very much a... That, for me, is a proper treat. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I could vape it all day. I could vape it all day. But if I did, I wouldn't have a bottle left by the end of it. Mm. So... But that banana coat was just really, really nice. Mm. And, yeah, on top of the rebuilt blood axe uh, that I've got the lemon tea in is the Drop Dead.
1: Oh, nice.
0: So uh, that uh, that concludes my buffet. What have you got, young man? Because I'm sure uh, yours is far more exciting.
1: Not really, no, no. Basically, it's sort of like been what I've been... Uh, editing with and um, because uh, today obviously it's Sunday. God, that's a crackly. <laughs> Sorry, he's <laughs> just cooked some bacon there. <laughs> what can I say? It's a 009 build on the Blood Axe, and it, it, it's a little crackly. that, that is very crackly. <laughs> right, what have I got on? I have got the. Um, minikin v3 with the um, steam crave aromarizer light rta i've just done both of them up and closes i've also done the pixie up and closes as well Uh, in the aromarizer i've got the last bit of the vape star ink vsc which is basically their custard it's all right it's not the greatest but it's 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 a nice all-day custard not too sweet but yeah, custody, nice, all right. Also, I have got my drop uh, RDA on the, I always forget this one, it's the Raiders by Ultrona mech, which has got the stab wood uh, sleeve on it, which is really nice and green. That gorgeous. Yeah, it is. That's one of my favourite setups. That I absolutely love this mech. I've still not, believe it or not, I've had it about, what, um, a year and a bit, and I still haven't reviewed it. I just keep on using it. (laughs) And in that, I've got 21 vapes uh, blackjack. Now, everyone knows I am not a big fan of uh, menthol or mint or anything like that. But I am absolutely loving this blackjack, which is an aniseed and menthol. Really do like it. It is a bit, um, I wouldn't say it's an all day vape. For definite for me but it is sort of like what i class as a session vape It's so sort of like it's mm. nice to have something a little bit different for your palate instead of what you usual because me and i'm usually so sort of like either uh, desserts or fruits so it's something nice to have some a little bit different vape so mm. i'm on them uh i'm also on the kelpie uh this doesn't seem to be uh been put away because normally I sort of like rotate stuff, and this one seems to be out all the time at the moment. So I've got the Kelpie on the uh, Flash VT1 from Admodus. Uh, that review should be coming up next week. Uh, I've also got uh, a little bit new new. I've got a little bit new new uh, stuff. Ooh. Um, can anybody remember the Cool Fire? Oh That's, yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got the Cool Fire Ultra. Now, this is a built-in 400 mAh battery, does temperature Hmm. control, goes to 150 watts. And I've been absolutely thoroughly enjoying using this one. Lovely. Only holds a 22 mil. And on top of that, I have got, what's it called now? The Slide from Inakin. Mouth to Lung Jobby. and Yeah, it's one of them Tony B, uh, is it Tony B or Map Besado ones? Hmm. Mark Basado. What's his name now? He's going to bug me now. What, what's his name? Oh, uh, is it Pete Basado, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Pete Basado. It's his um one for nicking. And yeah, to be honest with you, really enjoying it. Really nice. In that, I have got the Pod Salt uh, Black currant and Menthol, which is the 20 mil millen- nick. Uh, you know it's salt nicks and yeah, yeah. going down rather nicely considering <laughs> i'm not a menthol person and finally but not least i have got the cool vapor oh i forget the number yeah rda we'll just say rda yeah. it's the m, m- whatever it is and on that i've got the uh, vx 530 from uh, v sticking or oh, sticky yeah sticky yeah and that's it. That's my buffet juice wise. In that one, I've got zebra cola, which I've calmed it down. What I've done, ah. I've what I've done is added some of my own homebrew lemon to it, and it just takes that uh, cola because the cola is more of a cross between a cola cube and one of them soft chewy colas, not as in yeah. the drink, and yeah. it felt a little bit harsh so what i've done is added only uh probably about what about 10 mil maybe a little bit more of have made lemon so i'm not actually getting any lemon flavor with it but it's just calmed that uh cola taste down and it's a really nice vape doing it that way so yeah that's basically what i am on nice can we go back to the cool fire uh, just a second the cool fire yes
0: yeah because the one you've got is it looks to be a blue. No, it's black.
1: It's black? It's black. There's a, a very light stripe. Yeah. Is it metallic? Uh, the white stripe is just a paint job and it's slightly, slightly grey. It remind. do you know what that
0: reminds me of? Mm-hmm. Do you know the um, stripes you get on the front of the GT40?
1: Oh, yeah, on your Fords. Yeah. Yeah. Look. Well, very simple, very mm. stylish i like that mm. one It's a lovely mod this um i remember the old cool fires cool fire three and cool fire four and mm. uh, um ironically East e-sig direct uh, got in touch with me uh, james and he says uh, do you fancy reviewing bits and pieces for me i says yeah sure i'll, I'll gladly review some bits and pieces he says uh, i've got a list he says, pick some at random, he says, and we'll get it shipped out to you. I says, okay, fair enough. And Isig uh, Direct do more for, I wouldn't say uh, just beginners, but sort of like beginners, intermediate uh, vapors, uh, more in the realms of mouth-to-lung areas and things like yeah. that. They also do the advanced stuff, but it's that kind of niche market that they're going for. That's sort of like beginner to uh, intermediate Hmm. And yeah, I saw this and I thought I haven't got really many mouth-to-lung uh, devices and things like that, and the Cool Fire I thought this would be a good uh, set I mean, obviously, they're individual uh, I mean, they, they don't come as a kit uh, yeah. They're individual, but I thought now, for somebody that sort of like gone from for arguing's sake, they've gone from the pen style uh, starter kit and they're wanting to Progressed to something a little bit more power a little bit more control and a little bit more flavor with the actual tank I thought yeah, this might actually be a good little setup for that Next level on from after being uh, just getting into uh, vaping So that's why I chose it and I thought yeah, and so far Ooh. absolutely brilliant. See the mod itself is um, Internal battery, so you don't have to mess about with batteries. It's got 400 mah battery pack inside So I mean that's gonna last you Virtually all day. Hmm. I mean, that's going to last you a good all day, especially on mouth to lung. So, I mean, I've got it at, well, what, 14 watts at the moment. And to be fair, I mean, any tank,
0: if it is Pete Posado, I mean, if it's Tony B, hmm. but both of them have a, a, a huge reputation in the mouth to lung sector,
1: don't they? I mean, well, they know their stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a little... I've got to find out who it is now. Uh, yeah, Pete Posado, let me get it right, if we're going to do it properly. Uh, well, it's basically Inukin. Let me get it out. Uh, yeah, Pete Posado, designed by Pete Posado and Vaping Greek. Oh, he's, oh, he is the Vaping Greek, isn't he? Yeah. 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 Pete Posado, the Vaping Greek, and this is Inukin. And it's part of their platform series. Hmm. But yeah, it's that's the slide. or slide is the colony? The only thing that I found a little bit annoying about it, and it's not, not not major, to fill this you actually have to take the drip tip off to slide it. All right. Now, when I first thought that, I thought, oh god, this is a bit annoying. But then I thought, ah no, this is almost like one of them child safety things, isn't it? It's so like mm. a child might just try and push it, and it'll never come undone you've got to literally take the mouthpiece off to slide it open so and it's not going to slide open in your pocket are you exactly so yeah um i mean i'm to be honest with you i am clouds bro clouds give me an rda in a mech and i'm happy but i am actually enjoying this this is really nice and it's the uh cool fire is very very comfortable in in hand are you
0: smoking like a gentleman,
1: sir? A vaping like a gentleman even. <laughs> I just need higher Nick. I've only got these are twenty mil Nick and me me personally I I, I need more. <laughs> need more. See, it's weird, i 'cause
0: I've I've tried the, the twenty mil Nick shots mm. and at first they ripped the back of my throat out. But I've been hovering around two, three, for such a long time. Mm. Um I'm trying to think what it was. It, it went into. It was oh, it was the S1 Starter, mm. and I popped some into that. Bye, gum.
1: <laughs> See, when I used to, I mean, going back in the day when I first started vaping, I was vaping at thirty, thirty-two. In fact, I used to get some forty-six as well. Blimey! Oh yeah, I mean. I was a terrible smoker. I really was. I mean, I, I've always said it. I used to smoke camel lip, poo and bus tickets, me. <laughs> well,
0: that's the thing. I was the same. I mean, I was Regals, um Gawas, you know, anything with a nice bit of flavour to it. Mm. Yet when I started vaping on my first setup, I'd got
1: 18 in it and it was too much. Mm. See, Way too much. See, for me, I used to smoke things like Guitans. Well, yeah, fair point. <laughs> <laughs> and then, obviously, in the daytime, normal, so, like, it'd be my roll-ups, non-filtered and just straight roll-up. Mm. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Manly cigarettes,
0: mate. <laughs> You're making me sound like a right girly woof, dear. <laughs> yeah, what? What, what was your silk coat? <laughs> no, <laughs> Regal or Embassy number one, um, Gorwars. Uh, used to enjoy a little bit of uh, Cherry Rough Shag in a rollie as well. Mm. That was nice.
1: I used to like uh, Dunhill as well, but the ones with the long packs, not the, mm-hmm. you the standard long packs. Yeah. Strange. Blimey. I can remember number six as well, I used to smoke them as well, number six, with a black and green packet.
0: Yeah, and the token inside. Mm. Yeah. You used to collect the token. <laughs> I
1: mean, crackers. Right, kiddo, well, we've done all that lot, have we got any news? I've we got have. A little, I've got a little bit of news. Well, let's do yours first, young man. Well, the news I've got is not exactly vape-related at all, it's more to do with YouTube. YouTube is uh, changing the way it's doing things in August Um, What they're doing, it's all down to the subscriber count What they're doing now is getting rid of the way that they're doing their subscriber count And what's happening is they're rounding it up So for arguing sake, you've got 1,560 It will actually Mm. only state that you've got 1,500 until you get to the next one, which would be 1,600. And that's how they're going to do it from now on. So things like um, other um, media sources like Social Blade and things like that will basically come redundant.
0: Ooh. Mm. And I'm also guessing that that also covers YouTube's backside when you've got the fluctuation problems in your yep. subscribe them.
1: From what I understand, um, there's been a lot of um, high uh, YouTube creators. I mean, top, you know, they're in the millions. Causing problems and having hissy fits and things like that and dropping quite substantially. And I think they're fed up of that and they're also fed up of things like Social Blade and other, other platforms getting the actual information out of youtube what they're trying to do is to make sure that people go on to youtube to find the information
0: right so and increasing their advertising revenue etc mm-hmm. et yeah so Not, so uh, as
1: so literally as of august of this year um you'll no longer be even you on your own personal account won't be able from what i'm understanding you won't be able to see your true um subscribe account you will only be able to see to the rounded up so for argument's say like me i'm at 2600 is it 2600 what am i at now what am i at i'm at 2861 at the present moment so in my in august all you'll see is 2800 so it'll be 2.8 Blimey. Yeah, so you won't see that sixty-one. You until I go to the two-nine. <laughs> it makes me wonder what the effects going to be in terms
0: of because we've always said firms are looking for a reviewer. There's a certain cut-off anyway that they're going to be looking at. Oh yeah, there? yeah,
1: totally. So it, I wonder what sort of impact that's going to have. Mm. I wonder what is gonna the impact's gonna to have to people that's got less than a thousand. Well, yeah, because it seems a bit harsh somehow. Mm. I mean, is it going to be five hundred?
0: Well, what's the tiers that YouTube operate? Because you've got to have so many before
1: you can do a live stream. It's a th- it- I think it, it, I think now it's a thousand subscribers before you can do a- no. Oh, it, it, it keeps on fluctuating. Um, originally, I think it was you had to have a thousand subscribers before you could uh, live stream on your mobile. I think you can live stream bit less than a thousand um, on your mobile, but I think it's up to your mobile. But there was lots of little tiers. Um, I think originally um, you had to have at least a hundred to two hundred subscribers just to get a URL name. But I know they keep on changing that one as well. All right. But it's going to be interesting for the even higher people when you think about it, because the YouTube do not really recognise you until you've hit 10, 000, 10K anyway, because that's when you get your first um, badge, you know, your actual play button, your silver play button. So then after 10K, will it? you have to wait to 11K, or will it be sort of like... How 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 big are they going to round it up? Well, that's the question. Mm. Um
0: it, it seems a very strange way of doing it. It
1: is. A, it is a strange way, but uh, are we? Are they trying to? So, like, I mean, so like the general viewer. Do you? I mean, it'd be an interesting question. This. You as a general viewer, do you look at the subscriber count before you actually look at the video? No. I always look
0: at the content of the video first.
1: Exactly. I'm wondering if that is the reason behind it all. Yeah, possibly. Um, I
0: know I have... If I'm looking for new content and something that I don't know much about, then I will tend to go to somebody with more reviews... Purely using the logic that if they've got that many followers, then obviously they must be talking sense. Mm. Yeah. You know? um, well, crack on. I mean, that's a prime example of one. Um, I do quite a lot of um, street on my fire stick. Mm. And there was a Yorkshire uh, gentleman who,
1: who has the uh, crack on. Oh, he's it's like he brilliant. He's just hit his 10k as well. He's just got his uh, silver button. Oh, he's he's brilliant. Mm. I mean, it's
0: honest advice, good advice. Bump. Yeah. No mo- about no technicality. You click this, you click that. It's gonna work. Yeah. Just what I wanted. Yeah. I don't want to spend three hours setting up a Fire Stick. St- stick something on it that's not gonna mm. give me what, on. yeah. Mm. So, <laughs> right, so is that all your.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's all I wanted to bring up.
0: I mean, that's that to me.
1: I don't know. YouTube just seems to be getting more and more ruthless. Mm. It'd be interesting what you guys think. I'd love to see your comments about uh, the subscriber count. So. Uh... Put uh, yeah, put a message down in the comments. That'd be interesting. I'd like to hear what you guys think about subscribers. Are they as important as you, as we all think that they are, or is it irrelevant? Really, really, how many subscribers people have got? What, what What's your thoughts? I'd like to hear that.
0: Yeah, and if you want to leave a comment on the uh, Tales from the Own um, Facebook group, please feel free. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, we have had a couple of new members, which is nice to see. Yes. But uh, if anybody else would like to join, it is a, you will need approval from the admin. But seeing as the admin's meal, Mark, was very unlikely we're going to say no. <laughs> you don't cut your nose off to spite of your face, do you? Oh, gosh, no, 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 no. But we do offer a lot of support and material for the uh, podcast on the group. Yep. Um, so we will be po- we post up the articles that we talk about etc just so that people can have a read themselves because we're always more interested in what you think than what we think mm. you know, Mark and I have a very similar view on things, it's really nice to see somebody come along and say oh, Bob, you missed this bit mm. you know, always always, always love a good chat
1: oh yeah, definitely
0: definitely, yeah. right, well we'll move on from YouTube uh, but I really would like to see what people think on that subscriber count thing mm. uh, and we will move on to UK midwives now it, this was an interesting one this is actually quite a positive for once because all the stuff coming out of the states at the minute yeah. uh, don't have sharp objects on the desk um, so UK midwives say vaping when pregnant is less risky than smoking which makes sense, you know, we know it's 95% safer Um, the Royal College of Midwives says whilst quitting both is preferable vaping is a far healthier option than smoking during pregnancy and when breastfeeding, that for me is probably one of the most sensible things I've seen in black and white in a long time
1: Mm.
0: that is good that yeah, brilliant, I mean, whereas it says the best thing to do is to stop both Mm. if you've got to do one do the vaping Yeah, Um, So it released a new position statement um, and that was back in 2016. Uh, Sorry, a follow-up to the advice they gave in 2016. Hmm. Um, Now, mainstream media latched onto it suggesting that RCM was telling pregnant women to use e-cigs to quit. Hmm. And uh, it was very interesting because... Uh, a gentleman from Public Health England pointed it out on Twitter And uh, what does, and he says What does uh, Midwives RCM really advise on vaping? Not quite, as the some reports If a pregnant woman who has been smoking <laughs> chooses vaping Chooses vaping, sorry And it helps her to quit smoking and stay smoke-free She should be supported to do so
1: Now that's so, interesting that you should say all this Um <laughs> While you was talking just then, I've just pulled out random boxes. I'm still doing Mm -hmm. random boxes. And, yep, on every single one, I've got an Admodus Minikin box here. I've got a Steam Crave box, and I've got a Inikin box on here. Right down at the bottom, we have a pregnant lady with a cross on it. Interesting. Mm. That makes you uh, kind of think So obviously don't vape in a bin We all know that one It's got the recycling parts and things like that uh, Some of them we've got obviously The poisonous 21 And every single one of them is got a pregnant lady with a cross over it So I mean But that falls in line with what the
0: RCM Is actually saying that it would be better Not to vape mm. Or smoke when pregnant mm. And that's basically what the signage is saying on the boxes, isn't mm. it? But um, if you're going to, and we know people smoke during pregnancy, mm. you know, I'm a child of the 70s, I'm lucky I made it this far.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we are lucky, aren't we? We all lead paint and everything. and
0: Oh, travelling on top deck at bus that was just a fog bank of woodbine and chip yeah. fat. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think it's great that... I mentioned this on the live show on Thursday. It's great to hear that a lot of these... What we've already been saying, uh, positive-wise, about vaping, it's actually getting backed up now by science. Mm. Oh, it is. And I'm loving it.
0: Occasionally, and I hate to say it, you will get the odd rogue sort of report coming through, um, which, like at the start of the year, I'm trying to think the name of the professor, but he was basically throwing out saying that flavourings caused heart problems and all the rest of it, which was completely poo-pooed by all the other mainstream uh, scientific reports at the time. Hmm. Um, But on the whole, I mean, we seem to be getting a much more unified Nation- nationwide uh, message mm. from Public Health England it's the local sort of areas where we seem to get conflicting reports. Mm. So, my doctor may say, you know, yeah, smoking's way f- better for you than uh, cigarettes and leave it at that.
1: I don't think your doctor will say smoking's way better than. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I keep on saying smoking, sorry, <laughs> vaping, <laughs> vaping. <laughs>
0: vaping is what vaping is way better than smoking not the other way around you know and and be quite happy for you to vape there are other doctors that have been widely reported that are saying you know vaping is the same as smoking and should be shunned as well Mm. then you get the pro vapors um so that is the areas where we seem to need just that little bit more unification Mm. um now, it would
1: be nice uh, if they was all singing on the same hymn sheet. That's what they were well, saying.
0: It would. And James uh, from EC Direct, yep. um, he did an absolutely brilliant interview um, that was available on social media. Mm. If you look on Minor Mark's, uh, I think you've posted it, haven't yeah, you?
1: Yeah, I posted it, yeah.
0: Yeah. If you look on Minor Mark's uh, Facebook page, Page, Or if you look on Mark's Twitter account You'll find an account uh, A link to it Mm. It is 45 minutes Of some of the most engaging chat You will hear About vaping Mm. And boy does he drop some truths In there
1: The one thing about James though He's, I mean James Duckworth uh, I've known him literally ever since I started vaping And he's been a big advocate For uh, vaping Ever since I've known him, and what he doesn't know is not not really worth not knowing, if you understand. He's oh, re- he's really good.
0: I mean, that comes across, mm. um, and what he doesn't know about the Master Settlement, it appears in in the states, is amazing yeah. because he took a really complicated, and it is a, a very very complicated bit of legislation. Mm. And the settlement that the state, the various uh, states in America came to with the tobacco companies. But then he just blew all the mystery away and made it very clear.
1: Mm. And the best thing about it, he was talking to an American. He was from America. It was an American podcast. I thought that was absolutely brilliant.
0: I mean, don't get me wrong, she seemed a very intelligent, very personable young lady, mm-hmm. but there was something about her voice that was winding me up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah. But, I mean, Jane, to to show how good this was, Mark actually sent me this link uh, Friday afternoon, and instead of my usual, I've left work, I'm heading home as quickly as possible, I was sat in Morrison's car park listening to this, and before I knew it, 45 minutes has gone.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah, it was a good uh, interview. Oh, it was a cracker. Uh, I
0: will put a link up to that in the uh, Tales from the own group. Mm. I think a lot more people should hear that. It was absolutely brilliant. So, uh, back to our midwives. Um We'll pop that up in the group as well, along with a link to uh, the statement, Support to Quit Smoking in Pregnancy. I think that's uh, definitely worth having a look at. And if you've got uh, or know anybody that's pregnant and vaping, it may be enough to sort of settle their mind a little.
1: (coughs) Excuse me. Mm. Oh, bless you. So (laughs) are we going to the main topic time? Yes, let's. Main topic time. camp. <laughs> <laughs> so the the carrying on from our conversation of films that we love and enjoy, we we ended up talking about um, remakes. Uh, the reason why we started talking about Ooh. remakes is because me and Steve are big Hellraiser fans. Uh, oh, yes. We love Clive Barker. We love the whole um, Hellraiser. World, we love the nightbreed world and things like that. And obviously, we got talking about um, films that are getting remade, and obviously, Hellraiser's getting remade, uh, completely revisioned, and all that. And we got chatting about what films that we'd like to get remade. And then Steve turned around and said, "There's quite a few of the old late seventies, early eighties films that we absolutely loved." Are getting a remake, so uh, you've got a big old list, haven't you? I have.
0: I've got a huge list.
1: So, do you want me to
0: do them all or just pick out some... Well, pick out the good ones. Well, the good ones so far that I can see is June, which is uh, due to be released in 2020.
1: Dune now uh, but I always thought that Dune needed a a remake as much as I, I read all the books I read the whole I think there was about 10 books in total something like that and the actual storyline is absolutely brilliant but I never thought that the film did it justice
0: no and I, I think the 2000 uh, sci-fi miniseries mm. did a better job because it, it was that much longer mm. Um, and it's interesting because Dune, um, and they also were rolled Dune Messiah in with it, and uh, Children of Dune mm. were three of the most watched programs on sci-fi ever. Really? Yeah, I I, I did some digging. Well, there it was in black and white. I'm like, oh yes. <laughs> so the gentleman they've got as director for this is Dennis Villeneuve. Mm who was responsible for the Blade Runner 2046.
1: What did you think of Blade Runner 2046? Oh, I liked it. I've got I thought, to admit, I did enjoy it. It took...
0: It wasn't a direct copy. No. It, was, it wasn't a rebuilt boot, but it built on the idea pretty much on the final scene, mm. you know, with Batty, where he was sort of, you know... Cut me, don't I bleed, and all the rest of it. Yeah, you know. And the idea that the replicants could start reproducing—that—that mm. that was just awesome. Mm. What I would like to see is a bit more information on the
1: uprising. Yeah, yeah, that would have been.
0: Yeah, I know they produced a comic. Well, it was a cartoon uh, that was included in the DVD release, I think, mm. and it also showed a prequel action. Mm. Just to expand on, you know, just give it a bit more rounding. Mm. I don't know if you remember.
1: I I was a big fan of uh, the Matrix. Oh yeah. And if you bought the Matrix, you had the um, the animation, the animatrix. Yeah. And they was little short animation and telling different stories, and that was one thing I did enjoy was actually how it became from this world to the artificial intelligence came about and how the war started and everything. It really did actually explain all that. And I think that Blade Runner could have done with that as well. Yeah, I'd I'd go along with that,
0: Mm. definitely. I mean, the whole idea of how the replicants came around in the first place would have been good from the Tyrell. Yeah. Um, So, back to June and proper star-studded cast... I mean, there are some big hitters in this. they mm. have um, got a, a young lad called Timothy Chalmont playing uh, Paul Atreides, or more deep. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I would say is, say is compared to Kyle McLachlan, he's very androgynous. Mm. He's not a, a big, beefy male. No. And, and he's not... He's quite feminine... But it's interesting, because in the book, you always got the feeling that they weren't quite the same as we are now.
1: No, in the book, you would, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, He always came across to me as a young lad. mm, Hmm. Quite
0: willowy and... yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm quite intrigued by this. Um, you've got uh, let's see, Oscar Isaac, mm-hmm. of course, who plays Poe in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. He's playing Leto Atreides. Ooh, yeah, which I thought was a good mm. good bit of casting. Um, you've got Josh Brolin playing Gurney Halleck. Mm-hmm. Now I think that fit, that works.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I can yeah. see that. Uh, Baron Harkonnen is Stellan Skarsgård and he plays uh, Eric Selvig in the Thor, in the MCU. Oh, right. You
1: know
0: know the professor?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: I know him back now, yeah. He's playing Harkonnen. Um, Raban will be De Mm Badista out of Guardian of the Galaxies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Charney is a young actress, uh, Zendaya, who plays MJ in the upcoming Spider-Man movies. All right. uh, She's absolutely stunning. She really is. So I can see why they've got her playing Charlie. Charlotte Rampling is in it, playing uh, Gaius Helen (laughs) Moheim. Now, I thought the lady they got playing her in in the original 1980 Dune was good. Yeah. As soon as they said Charlotte Rampling, I was like, yeah, the box. You yeah. can just imagine uh, sort of scowling at him. Yeah. Uh, and Jason Momoa plays Duncan Idaho. All right. Which that surprised me because mm. Duncan's got a, a lot more in the book. Mm. But in the David Lynch movie, he his role was quite sort of minor. Mm. You know. Um. So I I would suggest that given the fact that Dune will be a two-parter, mm. the first film will take you halfway through the book, that they are going to be a lot closer to the book in the dialogue.
1: Going to be interesting. Well, if they can pull it off, mm. this, this this could be epic. Mm. I mean, let's face it, you could do sort of like, you could almost do a I mean Lord of the Rings with Dune. Uh, oh, you could. Easy. Easy. I mean, look how... Look how much uh, material you've got to work with. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I actually read the books before I even saw the film.
0: Well, it was weird. I was the other way around. I saw the David Lynch film Mm. and and then got really interested in what the books were. Mm. And it was a bit of a shock, to be honest, because it was so much more detail in Mm -hmm. the books. Yeah. So much, so much richer, and the actual final battle in the film sort of seemed a bit of a bolt on. Yeah. But in the book, it's it it really is so descriptive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, so we go. That's everything I've got on June at the minute. Mm -hmm. But there's plenty online. So if anybody is interested, I suggest you head over to IMDb and the various other. Film sites and have a look. Mm. Um, so, what else we
1: got coming up?
0: <clears throat> what else we got? We got. Uh, now, there is a troubling rumor of a remake of Big Trouble in Little China. Mm. And it, it was supposed to be set after the events. Um, this is what I've been able to find out so far. There's a very sort of. Thin description of after the events of the original film, mm. and they're planning on uh, using Dwayne the Rock Johnson.
1: Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who's him? Go on. Yeah, the Rock. All right, the the Rock. The Rock. Uh, no, I can't see it either. No, <laughs> I think he. I know this is slightly going off topic, but mm. someone put up a picture of. Eighties heroes and our heroes now aren't exactly your muscle-bound built monsters now, are they? You know, like you, no. you, you, Dolph, uh, Loggerin or whatever his name is, and all them lot, and your Rambo's and things like that. Whereas our heroes now are more normal, statured males. <laughs>
0: uh, I and know, I think,
1: and I, I think, The Rock still lands in that old school. 18. Oh yeah. yeah, So it might be that case because I mean, I've never been a fan at rock. I've got to admit, and especially when he hey, ended up in uh, Fast and Furious.
0: I quite, I, I must admit, I quite like him in Fast and Furious. Uh... There's a spin-off movie coming with Jason Statham this year, I yeah. think. Yeah, there is. That actually looks pretty good. Now here's one that uh, hit the list that I was surprised at: Blue Thunder. Really? Blue Thunder? Yeah, Blimey Blue hell. Thunder, with the helicopter. Mm-hmm. No Airwolf, mm-hmm. but definite mention of Blue Thunder, which I thought was interesting. That... Na- What's
1: next? Night Rider?
0: <laughs> <laughs> they already tried it, didn't they, and it failed. Yeah. but uh, The Craft, that was another one. Uh, if you remember The Craft, it's the four young teenagers well, at well, school.
1: Wasn't that... I always thought that that was the... Um... They did the film, and then won there a, a, a TV series that was based on it.
0: If there was, I missed
1: it. Yeah, I'm trying to think who it was now. Um, I don't think they called it The Craft, though.
0: Well, the original was Neve Campbell. Um, the oh,
1: absolute... oh, what were the psycho bitch called?
0: Oh, her name?
1: oh she were acing it. Absolutely brilliant. She would. Yeah, she made
0: the film, yeah. That final scene where she's strapped to the bed in the asylum, Mm. covered in scratches, Mm. saying she can fly. Oh, what a film. But I was really surprised to Well, disappointed to see a potential remake of that. Um, Because the original's got such a warm spot in my heart. Mm. You know... The wife really, really enjoys it. Um, it was her right. So the original had Robin Tunney, right? The lady who was absolutely barking
1: was uh, Farouza Bulk. Oh, she was a. Uh, she was re- she was well suited to that part. <laughs> was she? But she's been a
0: fair few fair few other things as well. Mm. But uh, so I was really really surprised to see they were talking about. Getting
1: the remake. Well, there we go. Now, if they'd have re- thought about making a remake of that when sort of like um, Twilight was about, I could appreciate it, but because it's in that almost vein of that, isn't it? Your, your Twilight, your Buffy, it was always in that vein anyway. It was, yeah, it did. It took
0: itself a lot more seriously than Buffy did.
1: Oh, yeah, a lot more serious.
0: Buffy, Buffy was always very tongue in cheek, but um, what they're saying is that there's a few rumours that it's going to be so 20 years on. Mm-hmm. So it's a very good chance that you'll be looking at the daughters of the original Witches. Mm. Now. When she bound the powers of the... Uh, oh, what was her name? I can't think... Blimey. just
1: said it. Shall we insert the intro music at the moment now? It's a will Intermission. I want to
0: buy an ice cream. Now's the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maruza Balk's character, yeah. You can see her powers have been uh, banned, but Mm. what if the daughters weren't? Mm. That really
1: opens it up for a sort of payback special. Yeah, but when you say things like that, is that actually classed as a remake? Um, That's not a remake to me. That's just like, I mean, it's like when you said about um, Big Trouble in Little China. That's not a remake to me. That's just like a episode two. Well, this was something I was going to bring up later because the word
0: remake, an actual reboot, mm. seemed to have diverged slightly. Mm. Because for me, a remake is a reboot. Yeah? Mm. You take the original material, you stick a new actor in, new director, mm. and take it on a slightly different direction.
1: Yeah, you re-envision the original f- film or original book, mm. but, but that, that if it's going to be set in twenty years later, well, it's not the same. It's not a remake, is it? Surely. Well,
0: that was one of the rumors that was uh, sort of online surrounding it because I was trying to find out more detail to see who would be starring, etc. Because mm. that that particular story it had such a strong cast in the first place. Mm. Anybody that tries to follow on, you know, the fans of the film are going to be harsh about it.
1: Mm.
0: You know, um, same with Star Wars prequels. Hmm. You know, yeah, but a lot were... of people
1: like them. A lot of people still don't like them. Uh, oh, ironically, no. uh, talking about Star Wars, Phantom Menace this year is 20 years old. You're joking. Not. Phantom Menace is 20 years old. Thanks, mate. I felt old before. I do now. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Well, moving on. Uh, Fire Starter. You remember the Stephen King film? Yes. Drew, one of Drew Barrymore's first?
1: Yeah, it was, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. yeah. They're talking about that is a remake, mm. um, which could be interesting because the film, while it followed the book, wasn't particularly tied to it, Mm. if that makes sense Mm. so it'll be interesting to see what they do with that, Flash Gordon oh, don't tell Jim that, I could not believe that was on some of the lists,
1: yeah but saying that, I mean Flash Gordon it depends on how they're going to do it if they do it like the original one with Queen uh, soundtrack, it it was yeah, I, I just don't like that film I, as much as I like Queen, I like the Queen music, love the music and all that lot, but no, I just. Gordon's alive! No. Yes, but
0: it didn't take itself seriously. It still had that Saturday morning kids' cereal feel to it. You know, mm. the blonde, blue eyed hero.
1: I mean, let's yeah. face it, it was so sort of like a little bit not far away diverting from Rocky Horror. Oh, I'd agree completely. It
0: was very tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. So
1: it would be nice, to, as much as, that. that I, to be honest with you, I'm not a big fan of the film. I mean, when I was a kid, yeah, I thought it was Ace, but as as an adult, I'm not that big fan. So it would be actually nice to, to see a Flash Gordon done in more of a, a, a serious way, you know, like your Marvel way or that kind of... I don't know if you could pull it off. I can't see why not. I mean the basic story is still there. You just don't have to have it so Yeah, but Ming the Merciless just screams for camp. Yeah, but I mean let's face it Ming the Merciless doesn't have to be so campy. <laughs> oh, it's got to be camp. It hasn't got to be. That, that's oh, the that's that's is, that is the actual beauty about having a remake because someone can actually take it to a totally different realm. Now, the Americans tried that on TV.
0: Mm. Uh, there was a a Flash series. It was all the same characters, but Mongo was in a parallel dimension. You had to uh, get hold of a dimension gate from one of Ming's mm. various cronies in order to get there, etc. It was it was watchable, but it wasn't Flash Gordon. Mm
1: look at it another way right batman that's like saying well the adam west version is the true batman whereas
0: <laughs> there is many many people who would agree with that statement
1: <laughs> the only thing cool about that was the car come on <laughs> the music was awesome <laughs> yeah with the pow whack so it can be done it can you can change it
0: It would have to be really, really good. Yeah. It would have to be awesome. I mean,
1: especially if if someone like Disney's going to be doing it, because let's face it, it, Disney's got the Star Wars, they've got the Marvel and all that lot. If they do it, I think it could be actually quite good if they could take it in a different direction.
0: I think you'd lose some of the charm myself. but um, Another one that Jan's not going to be happy about, there are... Various rumours flying around about a Highlander reboot as well. Oh,
1: no, 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 no. no Jan, Jan would go absolutely ape about that one. She really would. Uh, you cannot remake Highlander. And Dave Batista
0: is uh, down as playing the Kurgan in that. Mm. By all
1: accounts. I think you should play Kurgan.
0: <laughs> Hello, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jake, oh now this one made my jaw drop jacob's ladder how can they even think about remaking that
1: yeah that was just a classic that's so, like that's almost like turning around and saying oh we'll remake uh, shawshank redemption yeah how, just because we can yeah, no no leave uh, jacob's ladder alone that was just a beautiful classic film that
0: it was one of those films where you had very well, you started off thinking it was going one way, mm. then it switched. Then you're thinking, My god, mm. what's happening now? Yeah, and by the end of it, it all just suddenly clicked mm. at that final scene. It just went boom.
1: It's almost well, like one of them, uh, another film that's very much like it. You know, you've got your fight club, yeah, um, you've also got like momentum. Yeah, Slightly different, I know, but it's in that sort of like, oh my gosh, and you've just realised the the big twist. And Jacob's ladder is exactly the same, so they're going to have to be very, very careful with that one. Oh, you're not kidding. League of Extraordinary
0: Gentlemen. Now, I loved the original. The one with uh, Sean Connery? Sean Connery, it yeah. was the last film that Sean Connery ever acted in. Interestingly enough, the director he argued with it was the last film that he ever directed. Really? As well. I didn't know that. Yeah. Nobody's, he's not directed a film since apparently. Um, it was based on a comic book series mm.
1: and I thought it really worked. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was, it was lacking in areas. I think the old idea behind it was good, the actual effects and all that lot was good, but I thought the storyline was a little bit lame. In fact if I remember rightly It didn't do very well at the box office either
0: No but it's one of those That's crept up with the followers afterwards Mm. Um, I think It was just a really Good bit of entertainment Mm. Oh yeah definitely It it wasn't one of these that carries a heavy Message It was one of those that you watch it, You switch off your brain You enjoy Mm. Now what they were talking about was a more female centric version, mm. similar to the all female reboot of Ghostbusters,
1: mm.
0: which was my concern. I'm thinking, well, yeah, there's some really good female characters out there. Mm. You know, uh, oh, what what was her name? The wife of Jonathan Harker, a Jessica, wasn't it? That's Roger Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Close. Was ah. it, what was she called? I can't remember But anyway, yeah mm. that I I could see it working mm. But Knowing the original sort of Source material
1: Yeah Because obviously you had um, Dr Jettle Mr Hyde in there, didn't you?
0: Yeah You had uh, Alan Quater-Mass no. no Alan Mass No um, Oh Solomon's Mines Quartermain mm. And then you had in which ship Captain Nemo Captain Nemo Which, which was an interesting one Because mm. that picked up on the idea That was actually part of the book 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea That Nemo was mm. Indian
1: Yeah Oh, his car in that film was ace It was
0: gorgeous, wasn't it? Yeah <laughs> I'm not
1: sure where Tom Sawyer came from, but never
0: mind. uh, (laughs) Now, what else have we got? Well, This really is a massive list, and if they all come off. Now, what I have noticed is a lot of them are where studios have bought the rights, Mm -hmm. but there seems to be very little movement. So it may be that some of them are going to be caught in purgatory.
1: Yeah, you do get
0: that, don't you? Now, Mortal Kombat is another one that's been uh, put up for a reboot. hmm I think that could work. The original wasn't that bad. Mortal Kombat, I'm
1: trying to think. Oh, I'm thinking of Street Is it Street Fighter with, with uh, Kylie Minogue? Yeah, that Street Fighter. Yeah. That was camp. Mm. Christ- Christopher
0: Lambert mm. in the original Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. And there was a follow-up, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, which again was wasn't bad. I mean mm. it was a big movie, but it wasn't bad. Uh Masters of the Universe is set allegedly for a December eighteenth this year. Um, Masters of the Universe. Yeah.
1: No. See, I think we we passed that age, didn't we? Because so like mm. how old we are, I think we passed I, I, I don't know. I think it was just one of those things. It was sort of like, R. Aiden was more into Masters of the Universe.
0: Well, I never... Absol- I Absol- was surprised they did Dolph, Grun- Dolph Lundgren for it.
1: Yeah. I mean, that page boy cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't go all got one on me. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, but the thing is, though, I mean, it's sort of like the advert for um, where they've got by supermarket. That is sort of like where they've left Masters of the Universe, (laughs) isn't it? It's sort of like very camp and very... uh, mm, They're going to have to really pull that one out of the bag to get that into a a more... um, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's sort like, again, with Flash Gordon, it's sort like too... Camp. Yeah. They need to yeah. really get it out of that. I don't think it'll
0: work if they tried, but mm. another another one that's caught my eye was Spawn. Now, there's two names linked to this, Jamie Foxx and Jeremy Renner. Mm. Now, I think Jamie Foxx, if he's playing who I think he's playing which would be the lead mm. I think that could be
1: brilliant It could be I mean, the original version of it wasn't it bad, but it wasn't great It was
0: I think it was a Hollywoodization mm. of, the, of, of the original material mm. Yeah. You know, um I I think Jamie Foxx in that could rock Hmm. Really do Now the last one I want to mention Remember the Western called The Wild Bunch Yes Yeah, Probably historically Noted as being one of the best Western Pictures ever made Hmm. Mel Gibson wants to remake it Hmm. Why Exactly (laughs) It's Hmm. like when they remade The Magnificent Seven Mm. it wasn't a patch on the
1: original no but it's like I was saying in um, on Thursday mm. th- there's a problem with remakes and, and that it's not just the actual film it's like in music and I, and I explained it in music when you've got a piece of Motown Playing in your headphones it's not only the actual song that you like it's not only the melody you like it's the way that it was recorded how it was recorded so it was so sort of like the microphones they were using it's the floor in the studio and it's yeah. all that ambience that makes it that sound now a lot of films um are i would say locked in time mm even though they might be a futuristic film or a historical film or anything, but when it was actually made, it's a set piece. It was the film that they used. It was how they processed the actual editing and all that. It's not just... It's like saying, well, let's remake Good, Bad and the Ugly. Now, let's face it, it's a nice, simple Good, Bad and the Ugly. It's a pretty simple film. Pretty, Pretty epic film. But it was the way that it was made. It was when it was made. It was how they actually made it that makes it. It's the encumbrant, not just of the story, not just of the characters, but the whole thing that made it such an epic film. Oh yeah, and I and I still say so. Like with the Star Wars, when you go back to Episode One, Two, and Three, the problem with them films, besides a few iffy characters in there, it looked. Too clean, that yeah. was too polished, it was too CGI. Whereas the original, because they used a lot of um, developing CGI and there was using developing, so like animation, there was using stock f- uh, photography, there was using um, a lot more basic ways to. Get their models looking like they were in space and things like that. Then fly to, so like episodes one, two, and three, that's all CGI and everything. And it just looked way too clean. And that's why it's that timepiece. And I think some films you just got to leave alone. I agree. Plus, you've got to remember
0: I mean, certain films, as with The Craft for me,
1: yeah.
0: Part of it is the memories that surround that film. Mm. What you were doing at the time, who you were with, where you were in your life. Mm. And a remake is never going to capture that. Mm. You know, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh,
1: uh, God, you could never really do that. You
0: know, you could... For me, that film is about... It's more about where I was at the time and who I was with mm. than the actual film, you
1: know? Oh, yeah, totally, yeah. I mean, some, th- some films you think, yeah, that really could have done with... Uh, especially, like, B-movie films that you think, that was a corking film, but, God, you wish that they had the budget to go with it.
0: Battle Beyond the Stars is a prime example. Mm. I mean, that was a sort of Star Wars rip-off, but uh, great idea for a film. Mm. <laughs> I mean, who thought it? John Boy in
1: space. Yay! (laughs) Another one we we mentioned, The Last Starfighter. I thought that was a classic film, and I'd love to see that, a modern version of that. Again, would it lose its charm? Because part
0: of that is the computer graphics of the time. Mm. I mean, they were mind-blowing when it came out, don't get me wrong. Mm. You know, I mean, it, it, it... for my money, it actually, beat Tron in the state in the stakes of CGI and all the rest mm. of it.
1: But while we're talking about reboots and um, remakes, what do you mm. think about Picard? I'm looking forward to that. Mm. I'm really,
0: I Picard's one of the captains that you really want to know more about because mm. he was so closed off on screen. I mean, Foulpoint, the first episode, I hated the geezer.
1: Oh, yeah, he was on Point, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was so up his own jackseat, you mm. know. But by the end of it, you really rooted for him. Mm. Um, and especially on some of the films. I mean, First Contact wasn't that brilliant, but you saw the more human side of him. Mm. So to get a series where you see what happened afterwards, and now he's Admiral Picard. And mm. I yeah. thought
1: it was interesting where they're going to... Because it's all based around uh, Romulus, isn't it? And the destruction of uh, Romulus, because obviously their star went supernova. Yeah. So, yeah, I am looking forward to it, because I always liked Jean-Luc Picard. I thought, as much as I lo- love the original um, Star Trek... Um, you 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 can't knock it because it was the original. Mm. I I think it was because of the my time period. When I was growing up, my Star Wars, uh, Star Wars, my Star Trek was the Next Generation. I grew up Mm. with that. I I waited each week to watch it. So it was so like yeah, and you really did, uh, especially with the Next Generation. After they'd settled down, after about season one, season two you actually started rooting for all of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Picard, I still say Picard was still the best captain. See,
0: I'm not as much of a fan of Next Gen. For me, that was a filler in between Buffy's. Mm. You know, if they tried to remake Buffy, I'd scratch somebody's eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, come on. No. <laughs> and, and to say it's what? Buffy must be coming up for 25 years now. Surely. I think a bit more. What's um, Buffy? Let's, uh, let's a little bit of live Google fool Buffy the Vampire. Oh, God. The... Buffy reboot? No. <laughs> You've started it now. Oh, don't. Right. The first episode was 1997, so we, we just kissed 22 years, mm. and the final episode was uh, 2003, so it ran for six years, and it seems longer.
1: Yeah, it seems a lot longer than six years.
0: But I can honestly say there's not a year passed where I haven't watched all the episodes. Do you know I used to like the spin-off Angel? I loved Angel, the music
1: mm. That was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brilliant that Right, well we've, we've Coming up to the hour again I can't believe that hour's just flown by <laughs> It just goes too quick <laughs> Yes, well that hour has come up, And uh, yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed this It's been absolutely brilliant it's been
0: a nice nice change from the rest of the weekend, this has. For me, this is just nice, just chilling out and having a chat. <laughs> so hopefully you at home have enjoyed it as much as we have doing it. Um, if you'd like to tell us, stick a comment in the box below. If you're uh, watching on YouTube, if you're listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, uh, Google or Apple, then uh, please feel free
1: to uh, stick a comment on. Oh, aye, please. Please stick a comment on. We always like a comment and a thumbs up and all that good stuff. Let oh, me know. Yeah. Let us know if there's anything that you want us to talk about or anything, any questions you've got for us or anything like that. Drop us a message. We're always about. And uh, we may actually reply to you via Gmail or we might reply actually on the podcast. We're wanting to get one, aren't we, uh, where it's... Uh, Viewers' questions. We're, we're, we're planning yeah, that. One. I think a, a viewers' question uh, time would be nice to do a podcast that way. So, uh, if you've got a question, it can be about anything as long as it's not too personal. We, we will answer. I'm sure we will. So, uh, yeah. yeah, if you want to question us about films, about music, about vaping, about life in general, forty three. <laughs> <laughs>
0: 42 <laughs> oh yeah it's
1: 42 yeah oh, that, that, that were a lame lame i'm just lame it could be worse oh, i'm just so lame <laughs> long as you
0: got long as you got your towel mate you'll be fine yeah.
1: God, 43 what did i do? Oh my life
0: oh um, bless you um, right well i if you do want to get in touch, we're at talesfromthehome um, uh, at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter. We're on Facebook. And as Mark said, please leave a comment if, if you've got a question or if you just want to tell us what you liked or what you didn't like about the show. Um, and on that note, I shall hand you over to Sarah Lone for his sign-off. And uh, we'll see you see you next week hopefully yes
1: and all next week right just want to say a big thank you to steve thank you kiddo have thoroughly enjoyed this week's podcast it's been absolutely brilliant and uh, thank you for listening i we both so appreciated it and like steve says if you've got a comment or you've got a question yeah just drop it in the comment section or you can send us an email at tells from the home at gmail.com right i'm not going to waffle on any more kiddo thanks ever so much and goodbye goodbye